This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, February 19th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's state of lines. New immigration bill, a mixed bag. Water board fees up again. H2A rights bill returns and study IDs excess nitrogen areas. Immigration bill lacking ag priorities. President Joe Biden's immigration bill has finally been introduced in Congress, and it's well short of what will be needed to get support from farm groups. The bill offers an expedited path to citizenship for farm workers, but there's no expansion of the H-2A program, and the legislation would require farms to start paying overtime. Keep in mind, the bill's sponsors acknowledged it will be tough to pass a broad immigration bill. They wouldn't rule out trying to attach pieces of Biden's proposal to a budget reconciliation bill that wouldn't need GOP votes. Biden said the bill, quote, will bring about much-needed change to an immigration system where reform is long overdue. You can read our report on the bill at agripulse.com. Water board likely to raise fees by 10%. Again, looking to Governor Newsom's initial budget proposal for the coming year, state water board staff met with stakeholders yesterday to offer an early outlook for fees. They expect water quality fees to rise 10% and water rights fees by 8 to 9%. Yet the budget is certain to evolve considerably over the coming months, and staff will revise their calculations in June based on the May budget revision. The governor's office has called for keeping potential budget changes to a minimum due to the state's current economic uncertainty, but staff cautioned that directives on climate change, drought, and forest health could impact the budget later. A silver lining? Staff also closely watching a proposal to align reporting processes across agencies into one central hub. They said this could serve as a model for reducing compliance costs. With emerging drought conditions, stakeholders were concerned the board could curtail senior water rights this year, as it's done in previous dry years. Based on pending litigation, it's very questionable whether we would go into pre-1914 water rights, responded analyst Eric Bradbury, adding that fees would not be refunded in that case. Legislature revives H-2A worker rights bill. Assemblymember Ash Kalra of San Jose has reintroduced a controversial measure requiring ag employers to notify H-2A guest workers of their labor and housing protections. The bill has other provisions mandating paid travel time, lighting requirements, and tenancy rights. The California Rural Legal Assistance Foundation is sponsoring the bill. Newsom vetoed a similar measure in 2020, saying he would charge the Labor Department with implementing the notification requirement instead. H-2A farm workers are among the most exploited of agriculture workers, says Calra, echoing arguments from Senator Bill Monning, who termed out last year. Calra is chair of the Assembly Committee on Labor and Employment. NAS test ahead of next census underway. A test survey ahead of the 2022 Census of Agriculture is in circulation now. The USDA's National Ag Statistics Service, or NAS, used a newly designed mailer for its current test this spring and says it's the shortest one yet. It will literally take those who receive it a minute or two to complete, NAS supervisory statistician Adam Klein told AgriPulse in an email. 
The test checks that recipients meet the definition of a farm, something important for NAS to verify to ensure its sample list is accurate. Once data collection ends in April, NAS staff will begin analysis of the content test results in order to make recommendations for the 2022 Census of Agriculture, Klein said, including whether to use the new mailer for the much larger survey. Klein says one hope for the 2022 census is that more participants will respond online, which he says will save time and money and reduce errors. There is one more data release scheduled from the 2017 Census of Agriculture. 2020 local food marketing practices will be out in November. Bonnie eyes outreach to farmers, foresters on climate. USDA's top climate policy advisor, Robert Bonney, says the department has a little over 30 days to carry out its outreach to farmers, ranchers, and forest managers on climate policy. An executive order signed by President Joe Biden required USDA to get input from the sector on how agriculture should be involved in addressing climate change, a top priority for the administration. Speaking at USDA's annual Ag Outlook Forum, Bonnie also said the department has about 75 days to complete a report on climate-smart agriculture. USDA also has a role to play in meeting Biden's goal of conserving 30% of U.S. land. Bonnie says USDA will rely on partnerships and incentives to do that. By the way, a new study by USDA's Economic Research Service uses survey data to track trends in cover crop adoption. Among the findings, 15.4 million acres of cover crops were planted in 2017. That's up 50% from 2012. Fields in cotton and corn silage were significantly more likely to have cover crops than fields used for soybeans or corn for grain. One-third of the cover crops planted in 2018 received financial incentives from federal, state, or other sources. Trump-NEPA guidance pull back. The Biden administration is rescinding draft guidance issued by the Trump administration to implement the National Environmental Policy Act, saying the previous guidance did not give agencies clear direction on how to assess the impact of greenhouse gases on their activities. The Council on Environmental Quality will take another look at Obama-era guidance issued in 2016 and is encouraging federal agencies to consider all available tools and resources in assessing greenhouse gas emissions and climate change effects of their proposed actions, including that 2016 guidance. Study IDs farmland stores of, quote, surplus nitrogen. A new study has identified 20 hotspots of opportunity where farmers and government agencies should focus their nitrogen reduction efforts. That, according to the study, farmers in those areas could cut nitrogen usage without hurting crop yields. The nitrogen surplus areas represent a whopping 63% of total surplus nitrogen balance in U.S. croplands, but only 24% of U.S. cropland area, according to a news release from the University of Vermont. In total, they comprise 759 counties across more than 30 states. That according to the study published in Environmental Research Letters. Based on total excess nitrogen, the top-ranked hotspot is a 61-county area across Illinois, Indiana, Missouri, and Wisconsin. Next is a 55-county region in Kansas and Nebraska, followed by 38 counties in Iowa, Minnesota, and South Dakota. Here's today's He Said It. 
if we can accomplish incredible and really fantastical feats like landing a rover on Mars, it makes our continued transition to saver pest management on this planet seem relatively easy. That Department of Pesticide Regulation Director Val Dolcini during an award ceremony for integrated pest management. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, February 19th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.